everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bundle Buzz. I'm Cassie and I'm joined by my sister Jackie. Hello, Bundle Buzzers. We are super pumped. It's another episode of Bundle Buzz. We love doing these episodes because we get to talk with one of our bundlers, play a live game of bundle, dig into their story. I mean, what? how could you not have fun doing these episodes? Right, Jackie? Yeah, and when we, when we make our bundle games and we get our bundler's bundle blueprint, we have all sorts of juicy information and fun stories, but we cannot share that with the world because it's confidential, but not in Bundle Bus. <laughs> we get to dive in and share everything with you guys. And today we are joined by a wonderful guest, Jonathan Friedman. He's a mental health advocate and the co-founder of the journal that talks back. So welcome, Jonathan, to Bundle Buzz. Oh, yeah, super excited. Thanks for the intro. I'm happy to be here with you both. Well, we're excited too. And before we dive into our game of Bundle, how about, um, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about your business, The Journal That Talks Back, and how your own mental health journey actually inspired it. Yeah, sure. So uh, The Journal That Talks Back is uh, an unlimited and accessible coaching service for young professionals, but really we coach all sorts of people. We work on things like career, financial health, mental health, all the stuff that, you know, comes up when you're just talking to a coach. And we do that through journaling. I started my own mental health journey when I was about 18. I grew up in a pretty, not super religious, but fairly religious Jewish Moroccan environment. Everything's pretty old school. And then the heavy metal had to come out at some point. I started getting the piercings and then started exploring things outside of, you know, the little bubble. Started to sort of understand that there are other things that go on in your body. And at the same time, I started noticing that I was getting really, really warm all the time to the point where in Toronto, where it gets to minus 30, not sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but uh, very, very cold. And I could go outside in shorts and a t-shirt and still just like be okay. And, you know, still sweat through everything. Yeah, just that whole thing. And then I started going to see doctor after doctor after doctor. And they all said, oh, haha, you're going through menopause. And I'm like, well, that's funny. Probably not. But uh, open to the possibility if that's where we're at. And I finally saw this one endocrinologist who said, Jonathan, you either have this super rare disorder that occurs in like 0.0001% of men, or you have an anxiety disorder. Go to therapy and then report back to me in a year if you need to. Started going to therapy, started getting some coaching, just like all the resources I could access. And who would have thunk? I had a pretty hefty anxiety disorder. I still do. All the places that I was feeling really, really warm wasn't social environments and going on dates and doing all the things you're supposed to do in your late teens and 20s. And it was just really, the struggle was real. At the same time, I was becoming a child and youth counselor, working with uh, young adults with autism and working more in a behavioral capacity and teaching communication. And all of that together was sort of the beginning of the journey, which sort of over time led to here. Wow, that is very interesting, Jonathan. Oh my goodness, what a what a journey. And I, just the range of like di- potential diagnoses you had, I'm sure it was just like sending you into a tailspin. And But thank goodness you were able yeah. to find something and the, you know, the, the therapy ended up working. So that's incredible. Yeah, from menopause to social anxiety <laughs> disorder and a few easy steps. <laughs> that's, that's your autobiography. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people don't realize like myself included I'm like is it IBS or do I just have terrible anxiety all the time and then you realize like so much of what is going on with you emotionally very often manifests itself in physical symptoms and yeah it's it's an ongoing 
journey to sort that out. Yeah, it's all connected in a super unique way. And everybody has their own way in which it's connected. And it's wild that something like anxiety or something like depression shows up in weird physiological ways that just like they're not fun for anybody. Thanks for the background. Now we're ready to dive into our our game of bundle. And we're going to start off with our very first segment, which is called Name Four. In this segment, Jonathan, you will name four things in a particular category. And if you are successful, you will get one point. Okay, (laughs) I'm here for it. (laughs) All right. So you're Canadian, we're Americans. So the first question is, name four interesting differences that you find between Canadians and Americans. Poutine, an intense love for Tim Hortons, a national sport that Canadians don't actually care about, lacrosse, I guess less patriotism, I'm not sure. Those would be the four that would come to mind immediately. Ding, 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 ding. I got to say, I was at a restaurant this past weekend and there was poutine on the menu. Okay. We ordered it. It did not stack up to the Canadian poutine I had. So want to let you know, you, you win the poutine award uh, up in Canada. Hells yeah. Uh, did you try it in Montreal? Yes. And it was so good. Okay. That's the home. That's where it's from. It was amazing. And I'm vegetarian. They had vegetarian poutine. It was like a whole menu of 20 different types of poutine. It was amazing. I also love your accent because the way you said the word, I can't say it, but about. Uh, Do I have an accent? It's only on tiny, only the Canadian accent is amazing to me because I only hear it on a few words, but it's like the most charming accent because it's just this little slight sprinkling reminding you that you're just a little bit friendlier than Americans are. I'll take it. (laughs) Well, very good, Jonathan. So are you ready for our second segment? If I can earn more points, I'm all about it. (laughs) You can. Okay, here we go. It is time for you to pick your destiny. Okay. So actually, it's already been picked for you, Jonathan, because we took information from your bundle blueprint all about you. And this is your destiny. Okay, Jonathan. Jonathan officially launches his company with his stepmom as his co-founder. How's that for a family business? Get one point. Okay, so I need the backstory about how this happened because that's a unique family member to start a family business with. Yeah, so my dad and my stepmom got married like probably 15 years ago now, something along those lines. My stepmom is basically my mom. You know, like we grew up with her. She's taken care of us. She's seen me at my angstiest and has been through all of that stuff with me. But she's always been an entrepreneur. And when I, I was a youth worker for about eight years, I worked, you know, 80 hours a week, it was very, very intense work. And I loved it. But I worked one job where I burnt out. After that job, I went to Kim and said, Hey, Kim, I don't need a full time long term position. I just need a summer off, I need to sort of rethink things. She said, Well, what do you know about SEO, search engine optimization? And I said, I'm but a humble youth worker, I don't know jack shit about SEO. And then she said, well, take two weeks, learn everything you can about it. And if you like it, you can work for me. So SEO became web design and marketing and ads and all of that kind of stuff. But we always wanted to sort of create a youth coaching service because she does executive coaching. But for me, I, I see coaching, I see therapy, I see counseling, and everything's too expensive for young people. So we essentially were always kind of at the drawing board. And then when COVID hit, we were like, holy shit, it's time. Um, so we did some research, spoke to a lot of different professionals, and we just went for it. So it's been officially a year now, 
And uh, our relationship is actually very, very great. We're starting to slowly learn that not every family dinner is a business meeting, but um, slowly but surely, baby steps. You know, I always find the dynamics of people who are in a family business together, how they work that. And sometimes, like, I feel like with Cassie and I, it's been very natural. And we haven't really had to set boundaries because I think we set them almost, I mean, we set boundaries naturally rather than being like, this is how we're doing it. But I think it is an ongoing thing. And I love that you're in a business with your stepmom because, I mean, we grow up, you know, watching Cinderella and all those things where there's this archetype of like the wicked stepmother, but you love yours and that's really nice. Yeah, she, she Kim's super cool. Um, like I, I play, I used to play in a screamo band. She'd be at the shows. Yeah, she's super, super um, supportive and honestly, just like a super intelligent uh, business person. So I, I've been learning a lot from her. For my first sort of real foray into the business world after being sort of a counselor, it's super cool. We're having a good time. Well, you definitely get a point for that. Thanks for sharing your family dynamics with us. So you are a three for three right now. And now we're ready to launch or you, you, we're, we're two for two. Two points. Yeah. Don't want to get ahead of myself yeah, a, here. That went away for me. I, I understand. <laughs> but hey, third segment. I, you might pick up a point here. This is called our Act It Out. All right. In this segment, Jonathan, Jackie and I are going to act something out charade style. And you're going to try and guess what it is. You know, and for our listeners tuning in, you know, they can't see what Jackie and I are acting out. So if you could in as much detail describe what you're seeing on screen now (laughs) you might be like i don't know what i'm seeing and that's fine too we're gonna do our best it's family fun right well we'll do the best we can that's all we can ask for okay all right jackie on the count of three one two three okay so they're holding up two fingers could be a peace sign could be bunny ears or it's two words uh, because they're shaking their head no, and then I got it. So is that a point? Probably <laughs> not, but I'm That's reinforced. You are right with the two words. Okay. First word. 10. 16. 16. Um, they're dancing. They're playing the guitar. 16 Loco, my band. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> ding, 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 Amazing. ding, ding, ding. Yes, the answer is 16 Loco. I believe this is a metal band, right, that you were in. So tell us all about that, how you got into it, what inspired you to follow that. So give us give us all the scoop on that. Yeah, so essentially the name comes from, it, it, this has nothing to do with my like real, you know, professional, kind mental health world. It's kind of like a different thing. This is where I express myself, but also do what you want with this information. So essentially there's the show BoJack Horseman which is one of my favorite shows of all time, seen it six times through. It really is unique in how it captures mental health through a anthropomorphic horse. It's great. Essentially, there's this one scene where Princess Carolyn, the cat, goes to Bojack and says, Bojack, I brought you four, four locos, four, four locos. That's 16 loco. And we were like, okay, this is a band now, right? That's what you do with that information. So we started with me, my brother, who he and I have been in bands with our whole life. And he had this friend who's from Australia, he's from Brisbane, and uh, he's an unreal guitarist. And I had always wanted to scream. When I used to work at a school that was an hour away, I used to practice screaming every single day for an hour um, each way. So we started a band, started playing some local shows. We got to open for some bands that were coming in through town on tour. It's like a prog metal band, so for fans of like Meshuggah, Volumes, that kind of thing. And for me, it was really interesting because... 
the first time I went on stage, like I usually play drums or guitar and here I'm the front guy. As a front guy who's screaming, you have to sort of like stare into people's souls, rile up the audience. This really clashed against like the social anxiety part of my brain. So like the first show I was like, I think I had my back to the audience the whole time when I was screaming at them, my eyes were closed. But then uh, by our last show, I was, you know, stage diving and riling up the crowd and like stage banter. So it was like really a part of my own healing process in a weird way. We're on a bit of a hiatus now, but if you're interested in checking out some prog metal from Toronto, it's called 16 Loco. We have an EP out. One of the songs is about mental health. Uh, it's called Nunu. And the other one, most of them are about religion because that's how it goes. Wow. I mean, it's it's really fascinating because I, I think you're showing that it's possible to be more than one thing. You're an entrepreneur, but you're also a musician. And in some ways, it feels like worlds away, like a heavy metal band versus someone who works in mental health. But you draw this interesting comparison of how your own anxieties were actually able to sort of be played out on stage and you were able to harness this power within you through singing to, you know, work through that. So it's interesting, have you been able to actually tie these two very distinct things together? Absolutely. And I think too, obviously, entrepreneurs are super dynamic. You'd hope that you're not doing this entrepreneurship thing 24-7 because it's really, really hard. It, while there's a lot of wins and it's cool to be doing your own thing and all the stuff that comes with it, it's really, really hard. So having that like space to express and try different things is very important. One of the wins of being an entrepreneur is that you can set your time to have that time, right? Have you ever had a four loco? I haven't. I, they're not allowed in Canada, actually. I think we're done with so, them here, too. I think, yeah, they're bad. <laughs> It was just, I, I just thought that the four loco bit from Bojack was funny. And we were just like, oh yeah, like if we were to start a band, what would it be? And then my friend who's from Australia in the best Australian accent, he's like, I'm not, I'm going to fail at this. But he's like, ooh, 16 loco. <laughs> and then I was like, amazing. This is, this is it now. Uh, I love it. But I've caffeinated alcoholic beverages are, are a dangerous combo. Oh, I I missed the part that it was alcoholic. I just thought it was super caffeinated. Oh, wait, Cassie, no, don't no, you no. remember like college when people were like doing the four loco hands? I never did it, but they were like, yeah, do, Jonathan, did you know about this? That people were like, do the, they would tape four locos to their hands and they had to like finish both. Yeah. And it, like, yeah, they're very, very, it's like an energy drink, but it's like 7% alcohol or something like that. So it's like a, it's a very, I think a pretty dangerous drink, but do what you want with it, you know? Wow. Yeah, like, if you wow. want to go down that route of caffeinated and alcoholic, like a Red Bull and vodka, not that it's the best thing to do because you're uppers and downers there, but still, you know, at least it's in the realm of like for loco, you know, that's not. But I love that that's where you got the inspiration for your band. That's so cool. Thanks so much. And, and I get a point. You absolutely get a point. Now, you have a chance to earn another point now with our next segment, okay? Are you ready for a challenge? So, so ready. So in our bundle game, we do our challenges. Sometimes it's a little bit of trivia or an interesting fact. But for this one, we're going to have you tell a story. Are you ready, Jonathan? I am so ready. Okay. So in as much detail as possible, tell us your favorite story from working as a child and youth worker. Oh, man. 
I have to scroll through my head and think about what I'm allowed to share. That's what um, I, I wish you guys could see Jonathan's face because I saw at least like seven good stories like quickly pass through your brain. I was like, I want to know all of them. But we know that you can only share certain things. Um, okay, this is a good one. This is like a, a feel good story from the heart. So I used to work, I used to have my own business pretty much as a youth worker, like my own private practice. But the way it worked was that I would go into individual like family homes and then they might have a son who has a diagnosis of autism but usually they're in their adults but so in in Canada even though we have free health care there's a lot less resources to support those individuals so I was working with this guy for probably 60 hours a week just me and him in this house for at least a year might have been a year and a half and one of the behaviors that he had was this uh, he, he would have like aggressive behavior so he would punch walls hurt himself try and punch me that kind of thing and one of the common things in youth work is that like they usually hire big dudes to work with big dudes because like you have to be able to quote unquote deal with those behaviors. I'm strong, but I'm not a big guy. I'm like five, six. And I'm like, I'm not putting my hands on anyone. That doesn't work. Like I'm not wrestling. I'm a youth worker, right? Like what am I supposed to do? So there was this one day that he was at the top of the stairs in his home. And it was just like busting a wall and he was really, really close to an electricity plug. And I was like, okay, this is like really, really dangerous. So I have a couple options, right? I can go up to the stairs, top of the stairs. And there are certain restraints that you're allowed to use as a youth worker that you go through training to do. But also they're not safe to do as one person at the top of stairs. Like that's a risk as well. So I just sat at the bottom of the stairs and just started like exaggerated yoga breathing. I don't know what I'm going to do, but maybe like... I'm going to be a great actor and he's going to copy me, right? So I just sat at the bottom of the stairs, stared at him like right in the eye. I was just like, <sighs> and he found it kind of started copying me and he sat down and this whole like aggressive moment just turned into like a yoga sesh and he hates yoga. Like we used to have yoga on our schedule and he used to like run away and stuff. And then this time it worked. And what I learned was that even though people have weird behaviors, Nobody desires to feel bad or feel shitty or feel angry. And if you're punching walls, even if you need to do that, it still hurts. In this way, it was kind of like, you know, I'm very lucky that it worked out. But uh, it was a good lesson for me that, you know, it's not always about hands-on or trying the most invasive technique first. Sometimes you can try some smaller things and be more humanistic about it. Oh, Jonathan, that's a really beautiful story. You, well, you definitely get a point for that. And um, I love what you said about how even when people are acting out, like you're not desiring to feel that way. Sometimes like I know I mean, I'm someone who my I have very big emotions and sometimes they really get away from me. And I've seen that too. Like in um, I used to be a babysitter and nanny and like you see these kids having tantrums and it's like they don't want to feel like that. And when you match that energy levels, uh, which I've done and it has not been a good thing it's not helpful so that's a really beautiful story of how and really quick thinking it was like yeah it's like you got to meet people where they're at but we also think that when people are in that angry or highly emotional or highly charged state that and we do it naturally where we still meet them where we're at where in fact we actually have to meet them with the exact opposite at that moment but yeah i think like there have been so many times too where like I've gone to work and I've had my own day and then like a kid, you know, just like loses it or something happens. And then you're just like also heightened. And then you have to take a moment after that to say, Jonathan, what the hell are you doing? Take a step back, get back to where you're supposed to be and try again. Right. But yeah, for sure. We all, but that's super cool that you did that too. How'd you get into 
how'd you go from there to board games or was board games sort of always the I mean we played the thing you were we've played board games our whole life but I've always had like a bunch of side hustles because I'm also an actor and I love kids like I also love when kids play our game like our youngest bundler was like what was he two and a half or three Cassie I think so yeah yeah so like I love playing games with kids and like all the fun stuff that comes with working with kids. But then, you know, all the challenging things that you very well know <laughs> that you're like, Ooh, there, there's a lot of, a lot of big feelings. And even for myself having big feelings, next time I do, I'm going to be like, sit down and breathe. Think about Jonathan doing the yoga breaths. <laughs> I, I hope it works. It was just like, <laughs> it, was, it was random that it worked, but if, if it works for you to let me know, we can write a book. I, will. No, I was going to say, like, as you're telling the story, I felt like I was watching a movie. Right. And there's that really tense moment. The kids at the top of the stairs. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then you, Jonathan, just sit down and start doing yoga breathing. Like, that's really special. That story is one of those that it's going to stick with me for a while. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now we are on to our final bundle this is the the final card to win the game you're four for four for points let's see if you can cap it off with five points total let's see if we can do it all right so your final bundle question is if you could be any superhero what superhero would you be and why so i would definitely pick batman as my favorite superhero and the superhero that i'd be i I don't know what what, there was one time i was teaching guitar and like this kid wanted to learn this super complicated song, but he's five and guitar hurts little fingers and, you know, you have to build up to it. And I was like, dude, you got to be Batman because Batman doesn't like just fly and like go to the moon. He like throws a grappling hook and then he has to navigate each step. Batman is so freaking strategic, right? Because he doesn't have all the random gifts that all the other superheroes have. He has to navigate and figure it out and take those steps and plot and plan. So obviously, like, his dark past is not something I would wish on anybody. But I think as a superhero, he's super inspiring in that way. And also, it sh- he shows, like, the dynamicism of being an entrepreneur in a way where it's like, you can do the thing that your business isn't the only thing you're passionate about. It's a huge part of you. But it's cool that you can be Bruce Wayne and Batman. You know, maybe, maybe I'm not as sleek as Bruce Wayne, but maybe one day I will be. So I, I, I take both of them. Who would you be? Ooh. I think I would want to be any superhero who could fly. As Jackie knows, I I hate flying. I have the worst phobia when it comes to flying. So if I could just had this amazing ability to fly wherever I wanted, no fear, I would 100% do that. So that would be like my superhero trait that I would want. Heck yeah. It was funny, Jonathan, as you were talking and giving a very thoughtful <laughs> explanation of why you would want to be Batman. I was like, this is really like quite beautiful and moving and true and like the intellect and thought behind that and I was like I want to be Wonder Woman because she's hot and she hangs out with women all day so my (laughs) so mine is is um not as interesting as yours in that way but you kind of I, I like how you talked about and when you were working with that kid how it's not just about the the gifts that you have or the natural talents it's about working with what you have and being strategic about that and working towards things, which actually is in some ways is more of a superpower than powers that we're gifted with naturally. Yeah, for, like we work to our strengths, right? Like when you're working with someone or with yourself, that's kind of the goal. Wonder Woman kicks butt though. Wonder Woman's awesome. And also I think it's a cool exercise because in a way, 
you can think about it the way I was thinking about it, where it's like, okay, like I'd love to be able to do these things and exhibit those traits, but also just like to try on what would that life look like if, you know, I could run around with a rope all day and like lasso like asteroids and hang out with people like that'd be pretty fun. Like maybe I like having a lot of fun and maybe that's what Wonder Woman represents, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I love this. Just dropping wisdom and insightfulness everywhere for us, Jonathan. Jonathan, before we let you go today, we want to know what your bundle buzz is. Where can people follow you or find you? What do you have coming up that we should know about? Heck yeah. So you can always uh, book an intake call with me at the journal that talks back.com. It's uh a call where either I hook you up with our resource or I help you find the resource that's a better fit for you. We're not the best fit for everybody, but we want to make sure you get the support you need. Uh, We also recently launched a mental health directory on our website, uh, which is kind of like a car dealership webpage where you can kind of like sort through the distress level you're at. If like you're looking for a service that's specific for LGBTQ plus communities or BIPOC communities, you can just click and it filters. So we have over 200 resources there now, but we're building, uh, trying to do 50 a week to add there. Uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, either as Jonathan Friedman 1993 or the journal that talks back. But yeah, reach out, comment on stuff. Always happy to chat and uh, hear where you're at. So that's the buzz. And then in terms of where we're at, you know, as as Cassie well knows, we're we're in the process of raising our first investment round, which is super exciting. So uh, we've been, I've had a few pitches. I have a couple more pitches this week. We have demo week coming up, which is exciting. Uh, we're applying for a lot of grants to support some other communities, and we're working on building up our pay-it-forward fund as well, which is basically a fund to support people who couldn't otherwise afford coaching to give them a few months of coaching at a time. So we have a few things on the run, and, you know, just trying to have fun with it all. We're so glad there's people like you in the world fighting the good fight, creating these businesses that really make a difference in people's lives. So. Thanks, Jonathan, for playing Bundle with us. You went five for five. No surprise there. You cleaned up. (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Super awesome. Talk to you soon, Jonathan. Bye. Produced by Audiogasmic, LLC.